Hello and welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast about common genetic diversity. I'm Elliot Pollock, founder of MyXXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. In episodes 5 to 11, you'll hear me read out possibly the most extensive review of Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, to date. Published in 2018, it presents a comprehensive interdisciplinary examination of KS and highlights the importance of multidisciplinary care lasting the full spectrum of life from early childhood on. For ease of listening, we've broken it down into seven parts corresponding to seven episodes. Title, Kleinfelter Syndrome, Integrating Genetics, Neuropsychology, and Endocrinology. Authors, Gravhold et al. Publication, Endocrine Reviews, 2018. You can download the full version with elements not included here, such as tables, notes, and references on our podcast website, chromodiversity.com. Today, you'll hear part one, a short episode that includes the review's abstract, introduction, and a sum up of its six key points. If you don't have time for the other parts, this is the one you don't want to miss. So sit back, take a break, and enjoy. Kleinfelter Syndrome, Integrating Genetics, Neuropsychology, and Endocrinology. Abstract. Although first identified over 70 years ago, Kleinfelter syndrome KS continues to pose substantial diagnostic challenges as many patients are still misdiagnosed or remain undiagnosed. In fact, as few as 25% of patients with KS are accurately diagnosed and most of these diagnoses are not made until adulthood. Classic characteristics of KS include small testes, infertility, hypergonadotropic hypogonadism, and cognitive impairment. However, the pathophysiology behind KS is not well understood, although genetic effects are also thought to play a role. For example, recent developments in genetics and genomics point to a fundamental change in our understanding of KS with global epigenetic and RNA expression changes playing a central role for the phenotype. KS is also associated with more general health markers, including higher morbidity and mortality rates, and lower socioeconomic status, which likely affect both morbidity and mortality. In addition, Hypogonadism is associated with greater risk of metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, breast cancer, and extragonadal germ cell tumors. Medical treatment typically focuses on testosterone replacement therapy, TRT, although effects of this therapy have not been studied rigorously and future studies need to evaluate the effects of TRT on metabolic risk and neurocognitive outcomes. This review presents a comprehensive interdisciplinary examination of recent developments in genetic, endocrine, and neurocognitive science, including the study of animal models. It provides a number of recommendations for improving effectiveness of research and clinical practice, including neonatal KS screening programs 
and a multidisciplinary approach to chaos treatment from childhood to senescence. Introduction. Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, 47XXY, occurs in 150 per 100,000 live-born males. No universal agreement exists in the scientific community on the exact definition of KS, but in addition to possessing one or more X chromosomes, KS males typically exhibit phenotypical traits that include hypergonadotropic hypogonadism, testosterone deficiency, and infertility. Phenotypic variability, however, often leads to diagnostic delay or non-diagnosis, with an estimated 50 to 75% of males with KS never obtaining correct diagnosis. KS can have profound adverse consequences, as morbidity and mortality among known KS males are significantly higher than in the general population, and these health risks are presumably even higher among those KS males who never received testosterone replacement therapy, TRT, by virtue of not being correctly diagnosed. The key to more timely diagnosis and treatment of KS is a more comprehensive understanding of its etiology, characteristics, and effects, which is the goal of this review. Risk assessment in KS is compromised by insufficient insight into the prevalence and causes of different symptom-associated traits that may affect adversely on prognosis. This is especially the case for genetic, endocrine, cardiovascular, neurocognitive, and behavioral contributions to the wide range of diseases which together contribute to excess all-cause mortality. Because late diagnosis and non-diagnosis is frequent, ascertainment bias may obscure the epidemiological picture of many KS aspects, and current attempts at providing guidelines may well underestimate both morbidity and mortality. Previous guidelines and reviews have all relied on expert consensus and have not included a broad base of professionals working with KS. This is unfortunate because Complex patterns of endocrine, psychiatric, and other diseases in KS render direct translation of evidence from other courts hazardous. More educated risk stratification and more appropriate clinical care can only be facilitated through a thorough delineation of the phenotype in KS. This review provides specific insights into the genetic, endocrine, metabolic, cardiovascular, and neurocognitive phenotype in males with KS and presents an up-to-date synopsis of the latest body of knowledge emphasizing the significance of both congenital and acquired pathologies. The aim is to provide an update on current insight into the pathogenesis of KS and relate to recent advances in the understanding of the dosage effect of having an extra X chromosome exposure to X inactivation and its influence on male health. Moreover, this review provides an updated hypothesis on the genetic etiology of KS, highlighting our knowledge about importance of X chromosome aneuploidy to congenital and acquired neurocognitive and endocrine traits. 
Finally, this review incorporates important and doctrine features of chaos, accounting for how genetics may explain the prevailing phenotype and how attention to endocrine factors is important in efforts to identify and modify risk markers. Where available, data from animal models are included. We conclude with perspectives on where science may take us in the future. The full PubMed database was searched without time restrictions in May 2017 using keywords Kleinfelter syndrome as the medical subject heading, M-E-S-H term, as well as Kleinfelter syndrome, Kleinfelter's syndrome, Kleinfelter, and Kleinfelter's in title, titles and abstracts. Articles relevant to the individual topics were obtained and reviewed, as well as older articles selected by the authors. Publications cited in this review were selected from those identified by the searches at the author's discretion. Essential points. Identification of Kleinfelter syndrome, KS, is more difficult than previously anticipated, with only a fraction, 25 to 40% of cases accurately diagnosed. KS is associated with a globally changed DNA methylation profile with large areas of hypermethylation and to a lesser degree, hypomethylation. Morbidity and mortality is increased from a wide variety of diagnosis, many that are not easily reconciled to the known KS phenotype or effects of hypergonadotropic hypogonadism. Although hypogonadism is among the classic characteristics of KS, the effects of testosterone replacement therapy are not well studied and many questions concerning timing, dose, and route of administration remain to be answered. Individuals with KS also experience pervasive neurocognitive deficits, which pose additional challenges for these patients. Multidisciplinary clinics should be the mainstay throughout the world in clinics treating those with KS. Thanks for taking time to listen to the first of seven parts of this review of KS integrating genetics, neuropsychology, and endocrinology. As you just heard, identification of KS is difficult. It seems associated with the changed DNA methylation profile. Morbidity and mortality are increased due to a variety of risks. Hypogonadism is a classic characteristic. Individuals with KS experience neurocognitive challenges and multidisciplinary clinics are considered the golden standard for care. Our next episode, part two, is about prevalence, morbidity, and mortality. This matters more than one might think because the detailed review of these three aspects leads the authors to advocate for a major change in health systems around the world, the introduction of systematic population-based KS screening at birth, something that five years later has still not been implemented in any country. The fact is, genomics, screening, and testing are advancing at a blistering pace. It can be hard to keep up, let alone know what to do in terms of policy, awareness, screening, and care when faced with today's increasingly frequent positive diagnosis. 
Indeed, since this review was published, new findings have been made in the areas of testing and early intervention that could result in vastly improved lifelong outcomes, such as ones that are discussed in episodes one to four. Fortunately, we're learning more every day, and thanks to amazing people like you, listening, learning, and supporting our cause, I believe the future is bright.